Taj divided by blood is uh, on Z5. It's a drama series. I highly advocate you guys go and watch. We had a lovely conversation with Nasiruddin Shah and of course with Aditi, Taha and Orshim. But this is the one I've been looking forward to most, which is my friend Sandhya Amridul. What's up, Sandy? How are you? I'm good, Rish. I'm good away from all the madness. So I'm now free and happy and here with my mother in Goa. I'm quite intrigued that an epic of this proportion would be helmed by foreigners. I mean, people from the UK, people from other parts of the world. You think that lens adds a certain kind of diversity, which perhaps, you know, Indian makers or purely Indian people who would look at the Mughal Empire couldn't give it? I think so. I think that they can look at it from the outside. And sometimes when you look at things from the outside, you tend to have a very objective view. You tend to break the stereotyping, you know, that could happen or the cliche treatment that could happen if you are already, you know, you've grown up with this, you you have your impressions, you have your, you know, mindset. I think it brings a very fresh perspective. Having said that, they had highly researched it. It was very easy. I was also a little apprehensive, to be honest, because I said, you know, but the thing is that when I had my first meeting with Ron and uh, William, who is the writer and the showrunner, they knew every dialogue. So when we perform, they knew exactly what I was saying. So they were just watching my expression, you know. So I, I believe that they got something very interesting in because all they saw was did not not the dialogues, but they saw your body language and your expressions. And they actually went by what you made them feel. And I think that's what acting is. You know, interestingly. Yeah, very well said. In fact, I remember Zoya Akhtar telling me once when I asked her why she uses a, a Spanish cameraman or somebody from Europe. She says the way that he looks at our Indian cities is very different from the way we look at it. Yeah. For example, when we go to New York, even a gutter ka cover looks very different to us. You know, so True. You know, vice versa, perhaps. True. So yes, you you answered it correctly because that's exactly what I felt when I watched a few of the episodes. In fact, I just watched the the finale one right now, and I have to say that their interpretation is something. I mean, for example, uh, Sandhya, we never knew that Murad and Daniel existed. I mean, it was yeah. always this yeah. troika of Emperor, you know, Akbar and Anarkali and Salim and Jodha, told in different kind of varieties. Did you, yeah. for example, yeah. know that Murad and Daniel existed? I mean. Not really, not very vaguely so, you know, Daniel, no, I've still heard Murad, but the point is that who were they, even if they existed, people who knew, who were they? This tells us so much, you know, who they were, you know, Salim, Daniel, Murad are three such distinct characters. Uh, you know, and it was so nice to see who they individually as human beings were, even if it's a fictionalized version, what Daniel's life and struggles were. So. It's, it's very interesting. One did not know so much about them. And that is the power of OTT, I think. It gives you the room and the space to explore and experiment and, you know, aids the drama that, you know, and does justice to individual stories. In this show, I think you can clearly see who each character was. And that's the other thing that I think Ron and William brought with them is that each character mattered. There was no formula. Each character mattered. Each character had its distinct importance, its style, you know, its interpretation. And I love that. I love that because I feel one or two people cannot make a good show, you know, which is why I don't do so much work. But I like that. They don't have this hero heroine formula. They went and they said, this character is important to you. And they would give it everything. You understand? So it's nice to see that. And I, I loved seeing uh, Murad and Daniel's characters. I was quite intrigued by it myself. I loved Daniel. You know, the adaptation also puts one thing into perspective. We always gave suffixes to our emperors. It was mm. Akbar the Great, Jahangir <laughs> the Just. 
you know, and so on and so forth. And often they weren't, they were just human beings. I mean, if you look at Akbar, the character, for all his secularity and for all his, you know, looking at the world through multi-religious lenses. I mean, at the end of the day, if you look at his personal life, he was, yeah. you know, his, horrible. Yeah, there were concubines, Terrible. the way he was treating them. And Terrible. Like that. Yeah. So you must have liked that also at the screenplay level that people are being treated as I individuals. It. I loved it. And I've said this in every interview, Rishi, that what I loved most about the show was royalty apart. They were human beings. And we are looking at them from that perspective, their emotions, their values, their relationships, their interpersonal relationships, what they actually feel, you know. And I think for me, I forgot about the whole period drama thing when I read the first script. And I said, oh, my God, these are people and we need to play them as people. And everybody else will help and aid us in creating the grandeur and everything else. I don't need to act. You know, I can, of course, I'll, I'll carry the body language and the grace of uh, Joda, and I hope I have, but I'm going to treat her as a human being. What she feels about her son, what she feels about her husband, you know, how she, what is her relationship with Akbar, you know? So I like that relationships were explored in this. I love that. Those kind of things really draw me, actually, when it comes down to who was the person really, images and stories apart. You've done a terrific job as Joda, and in that aspect, you see every aspect of her coming out, the queen, the mother, you know, the, the most favored wife in the harem at one point. And that must have been fun with the grand old ladies. I mean, Jalina, yeah, yeah. Padma, Damodaran and you seem like yeah, a fun yeah. place to hang out after shoots. I don't oh, know oh shoots. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was great fun working with the both of them. I adore them. I really had a wonderful time. I've worked with Zarina Ji before many years ago. She played my mother on television. So I knew her. And so we were really excited to meet each other. Padma, I did not know. And it's uh, wonderful to have gotten to know her. And then again, I like that how different what the three queens were. I mean, in Zarina Ji's character, Salima's character, you can see that she's been there, done that. She's not perturbed by everything. Padma is just like, you know, completely political and strategizing. And, you know, she just wants to be on top of everything. And Joda is, I think, the most liberal, the kindest, the fairest. She doesn't like, you know, when she sees concubines being treated badly. She doesn't like when she sees the eunuchs being hung. She calls out Akbar on that. You know, I like that about Jodha. The only time she really, you'll see aggression or anger from Jodha is when it's got to do with her son. And then again, I saw the very subtle difference in the script where Rishi, it's not just political for her. It is not that, oh, because he's Ma, he should be the king or he's the eldest. No, it's because like every Ma would say, Mera beta raja bane. you know, it's like Mera raja beta. I mean, you know how your mother treats you and says, you know what I mean? How my mom treats her sons. For her, that overpowers everything else. So I like that. I like those subtle things. She knew when to be queen and when to put Salim in her place. She felt like her mother, but she had to, you could see her conflict. And I loved it. I love. I like characters that are real and conflicted because we all are. All actresses who do period dramas complain about the heavy makeup and the jewelry <laughs> and the outfits. This one didn't seem that heavy. To, I mean, visually, visually, I don't know. <laughs> are you crazy? Means like, Pray tell you on. know, and you know me who hardly ever wears, and you've seen probably the same thing in this watch and no earrings for all my life. You know, I, I think that was for me the most challenging part of this show. It was so hard for me. My lehengas, I can't believe that you're saying this because they had can-cans and each of them were 12 to 14 kilos, you know, and I used to wear these double wow. blouses because she was the youngest and the most spoiled and the most favored and the most over 
dressed queen of them all and i had these one blouse and another thing and this one dupatta and another orni and this nut and you know i had like by the time i got on to in my costume i definitely weighed 15 20 kilos more it was really heavy and in the heat it was wonderful it was just absolutely delightful wearing those costumes i salute all <laughs> i salute the dipikas and the aishwaryas and everybody yeah. else i don't know how these women do it but guys salam <laughs> and you join that exclusive club now <laughs> <laughs> once in a while yeah, once, once in, in a while. while yeah you know the shot taking as far as ott is concerned has that changed you know from cinema i'll ask you why because even on a small phone i mean i saw one episode on a phone and then i saw another one on a large screen is just the way my day panned yeah, out yeah very sad that you missed the premiere i was very upset about yeah, that yeah yeah i'm sorry mm-hmm. about that but mm-hmm. you know the coloring seems so wonderful i mean whoever oh. the colorist saw plus the cinematography look the cinematography is sweeping the action scenes are fantastic yeah. so how do they wire you up is this is it the traditional method of long shot close up yada yada cut to cut to or were there multiple cameras around you and you just did takes and then they chose what they had to both 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 you know what i like about uh, ron and simon simon was a dop was that they were extremely flexible they would make a plan and they would try and take a big master shot to do the placings but they knew exactly what to pick up and what not to pick up and they knew other than the breakdown they always had a clear breakdown that they'll do then cut to this cut to that as everybody does but they were so quick at changing the plan thinking of their feet on their feet and saying okay that is a better angle than this simon and simon is was a huge large man He'd just pick up the camera and walk you know so i love that they were always so flexible they always ron would just look at everything and he say simon I love the way Sandhya put her arm on Salim's shoulder. Even I did not realize that. That he said, "Get that. I want establishes the relationship between mother and son. Get that first scene." He said, "Get that. Just take that." And his expression and her face. Her, I just want her eyes when she's looking at. I got that. I like what she did with her eyes. You know. So they had, of course, a system, but they really changed things around a lot, which is why the action sequences. I think not just because it's my show. They are the best I've seen on OTT. They are just fantastic. They are and they're shot supremely. And all the, I think the, the cinematography. My mother, who doesn't know the word, came out saying, "Iska show shooting kiya hai, beta. Jo picturization hai, bahut matlab outstanding hai. You know, she loved it. And I thought she'd get bored with action. She didn't. She loved it because it was done so well. Who would be the most interesting Mughal emperor ever for you? I mean, I'll give you a classic example. I asked this question for Nasir Saab, and he said, "I don't understand why more is not written on Humayun." <laughs> I love Humayun he was a stoner he was a chiller who <laughs> <laughs> just decided not to go to war and you know just and I said that Humayun's tomb is quite beautiful you know I wonder if he mm-hmm. a lot of them designed their mausoleums before they passed away you know mm-hmm. I wonder mm-hmm. if he did that and he started laughing and things like that so your favorite Mughal emperor would be in terms of mm-hmm. favorite is the wrong word who would you find most interesting none <laughs> none the i would i would just say for me the most interesting character not an emperor was birbal because my nani also told me a lot of birbal stories you know so besides other than that my history sucks whatever i've learned i've learned from my nani and her stories i never enjoyed history i'm a mathematics student i had no interest you know as much as my brother tried to push me to history honors i said no brother it's either maths or eco <laughs> so yeah definitely no favorites there <laughs> yeah you know but you have to say that you have to agree that all of them make for such great storytelling i mean yeah. if you look at bahadur shah zafar yeah. who was supposed to be a man who just indulged in in poetry and the finer things in life which salim yeah. is shown to in this particular yeah, one yeah. and then you 
have Salim who becomes Jahangir, you have Akbar, yeah. you have you have Humayun, you have Aurangzeb who was you know the bloodshed master, crucified his own father, the cruelest. So all of them obviously make for some great cinema. Because there's so like much, that. I think conflict is what attracts people, Rishi. You know, like yeah. I was recently talking to somebody who was telling me that research shows that the most viewed stuff are true crime documentaries. Wow. You know, and uh, I found that so interesting. You know that that statistic, and I think. that is why these guys there's so much that can be told around them because you know ultimately on screen i mean kya hai as shashank ghosh told me on waisa bhi hota hai sex action drama you know if i have that i have everything you know so it's like it draws people and you need conflict and you need things to be able to create stories right you know like very often people say oh you know sandy you're such a good mimic can you imitate this one but i can't imitate some people if they don't have any unique characteristics so you only you imitate there's something quirky or unique or interesting in a good or a bad way to to imitate so it's just that you see the beauty of having wonderful actors like nasir saab and yourself is that you get to redefine the way characters are thought of conventionally for us akbar was always prithviraj kapoor saab which for yeah. his time was amazing yeah the kind of drama and the throw that you would yeah. actually need in the theater is what he did Ignis, for aishwarya yeah. for her time she was the doe eyed beauty she would stare and you know pout and you know things like that all of which you have brought enough sandhya into and he has brought enough nasir into you know and you guys must have been pretty clear that you wanted to do that yeah, yeah. as opposed to go by what conventional norms have projected these characters to be yeah yeah i don't kid myself i'm not as beautiful as ashwarya rai but i knew that i could bring something else to jodha they knew what they wanted they were so clear about having me rishi you know and ron when he when i had my first zoom meeting with him he was very clear he liked the strength on my face and you know he told me sir i like the strength on your face yet there was a vulnerability about you and you know he said i wanted that and he said i saw my jodha as that you know and he said i wanted a very internally resilient but a kind and you know strong jodha at the same time and he said i saw that in my conversation with you so yes we've really gone by the script gone by by what we got from it and uh, like i said when you approach it as without any uh, baggage of who's played it or what has been written or what has been said before and you played a fresh you played your way and as authentically as you can and i just tried to do that i just tried to follow what i was reading what i was understanding and then i had great actors like uh, nasiruddin shah who i was kind of feeding off and not just him it was wonderful working with most of the actors i have my scenes with i have some wonderful scenes with salim that i really like you know and the queens are always having a blast i mean someday you must see the bts that's the <laughs> <fun>, i think <laughs> I've never asked you this. I'm quite intrigued, and I must ask you: When the screenplay comes to you, do you mark out portions for yourself, which is Sandhya or Jodha, and read those first, or do you read the screenplay in its entirety from the beginning to the end, even if it's a long, voluminous, multiple episode ones like this? So it really depends, Rishi. If I'm given time, and if I have time, then I will definitely choose to read everything because it doesn't make sense to just read your part. But if I'm told, "Ma'am, ye hai," and can you please revert to us by tomorrow? Then in a shortcut, so that we can have a meeting, then I will first read. my part and then but in this they gave me the script well in advance before my meeting with ron and i read the whole thing twice and by the time i had a meeting with ron he was extremely thrilled he said my god you're just one other person who's read the entire script he still hasn't told me who the other person was but i'm guessing it was nasir sir <laughs> but he said i'm so he said you read every episode i said sir every episode so that's my homework rishi you know and also that is first important to me to decide if i'm even getting into this project you know and b i don't like to be over directed and you know i like to be guided 
I like to be given freedom at the same time. So what I do is I really, really read my script as many times as I can before I get onto a set. So that there I'm not carrying a paper, there it's out of my hand. And I'm being that person. Because if you're going to still hang on to the words that are written, then you can't be. So, I mean, I read everything, just not my parts. You know, the thing about short films and feature films is that you have only a limited amount of time. You can't go above that limited amount of time. So a lot of actors who want to ad lib and add on to their lines and actually do a very theatrical style improvisation in their scenes are not able to do that because the filmmaker mm-hmm. clearly says, boss, I've got 15 minutes to tell my story in a short film. Yeah. And I've yeah. got like an hour and a half. But with OTT, with these multiple episodes, you're able to do that. Are you still disciplined enough to stay? I will stick to what the, the writer has written in terms of dialogue. Or do you add on to it? Do you do a bit of ad lib or do you do it with the permission of the director? Just understanding your process. Okay, so just to firstly explain and sort of correct, I, it has nothing to do with discipline because I think spontaneity and improvisation should be an actor's birthright because otherwise, what is the point of bringing on an actor if I can't bring something to it? Then I may as well watch the last mm. person who played it and do it that way. The thing is, yes, I have the discipline to know my lines, if that's what you meant. Yes, I know my lines. But then when I get into the front of the camera, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I know that even if I add a word here or change a line there, I'm not going to change the context. I'm going to do what comes in the flow. And if whatever the director says, some people are extremely particular. But very often it would happen, like even on this set, where I always improvise. Unless the line has got just stuck and it's so perfect, I always improvise. But I make sure I don't change the context. And if the director says, no, Sandhya, these words are important or this is important, then I say, okay. And then I go back and do that. But I still bring something of me. And mostly, they also like that I can bring something additional. Sometimes I surprise them. They like it. They want to keep it. So I think it depends, you know. It really depends on the scene, the director. And if you're still bringing something, the meaning of the scene across. But I do remember on this, in my first film, Satya, Guzar Saab had written the film. And it was my first film. And there's Rani and Vivek and Anil Mehta, all this happening. And I always used to improvise. So there was a scene in which I improvised. And everybody cracked up because the improvisation was really funny. And Guzar Saab's assistant, he came running to me. He said, Karan, I still remember his name. And he said, ma'am, 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 you please, aapne ye aise, ye bol diya hai. it was one word, you know. And I remember Tanuja auntie said, Hey, usko karne do, itna achha kar rahi hai. Guzar sahab, Guzar ko phone karo, mujhe baat karni hai Guzar se. Kitna achha kaam kar rahi hai ye ladki, you know. And we spoke to Guzar sahab and he said, yeah, I am very particular about, you know, because his lines are poetry. So I got it. And he said, but this is an okay improvisation. But yes, I kept Karan there because I don't want people to just throw away words that every word has a meaning there, you know. So sometimes it's like that and you follow it because it, it's really wonderful. It makes sense and you respect what they're saying. So I try and make a balance and always say, Ek you know, so it's, it's just that. But I mean, I would be, I would die if I didn't have freedom to improvise and be spontaneous, Rishi, because I really don't have any training of acting. I only know how to, like literally there are directors who know me so well, who would say, isse rehearsal karane ka koi fayda nahi hai because ye camera ke samne kuch aur karne wali hai. Kuch aur niklega iske andar se. And that's a fact. It was same in Jhalak Diklaja. He used to teach me something, I used to do something, you know. <laughs> You know, it's quite crazy, but life has come full circle. All the guys who are big in television are now big on OTT. I mean, if you look at it, Samir Nair and his applause are doing kilos of work on OTT. Ekta Kapoor's Balaji, again, is doing lots and lots of work on OTT. Yeah, and now, yeah. you know, Contillo Pictures, which is Abhimanyu yeah. and Rupali. Yeah. Obviously, the format lends itself to television because that's what traditional television started <laughs> off doing, which is, you know, multiple episodes, except that it's more like a star bestseller, where mm. the episode duration is not 20 minutes, but it's like an hour yeah, for, like yeah, 47, yeah. Is that an exciting thing for you or you feel, I mean, it's okay seeing so many of the TV people back on OTT? No, I'm glad. I'm glad. 
as long as you're creating good content and not bringing that same you know to odd you know which we all ran away from you know let me let me reword that in less french <laughs> not so much regressive content but yes. content that keeps abreast with the times yeah as long as they don't keep you know repeating that same formula that died many years ago you know there dd is very powerful medium bishi and it was sad for me to leave it because it was my bread butter and it gave me a lot it gave me my name my fame my money gave me everything so it was not a joy for me to leave it but the fact was when i had to keep repeating that stuff and i still see sometimes when i walk into my room or my in delhi mom's room and she's watching it and i'm just saying oh my god mom you know i did this 15 years ago and better than this you know what is going on switch on the television so i'm glad that even so many good actors who were just sitting around post television who didn't know what to do look at shefali so many years you know because we really didn't know what to do we used to talk i met renuka the other day shane and you know i would love to see her and even the producers i'm glad that some of them are stepping up and trying to do good content on ott and everybody should do good work everybody should work and i'm glad that ott is come and giving this opportunity and i hope that we all use it really well and creatively this time you know and not start doing the same rubbish and up to now at least what i'm being a part of my next one is with applause and that's also grand and different so up to now it seems good so i'm hopeful my last question is uh, you know now that you've played jodha with such finesse is there a character from history despite your lack of interest in history is there a yeah. character from history that you would like to play i mean somebody you look at and say wow she'd be interesting to play it's very bizarre but i always give weird answers i used to have as a kid i don't know what my nani had told me but prithviraj chauhan oh, wow. i used to have a crush on prithviraj chauhan and his horse <laughs> so i would seriously i don't know why i'm a woman because i would like to play prithviraj chauhan do you understand <laughs> that is for me the character that i would like to play i'm sorry it's a ridiculous thing to say but it's a fact <laughs> Yeah, time for somebody to pull out a, an adaptation in which the gender is changed and away you go. Lovely. Gender fluid. <laughs> yeah. Guys, it's on Z5. It's called Taj Divided by Blood. All you have to do is get a subscription on Z5 and go and watch it. It's 10 episodes. It just breezes by. You can binge watch it over a weekend. Uh, it stars Sandhya Naseer Saab, a really stellar cast. Thank you. Lots of Thank love. Thank you, Rishi. Bye. Have a good day. You too.